0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm here with Attorney Mark Scroggins of Rural Scroggins PLLC Divorce and Family Law Firm in Dallas, serving Dallas, Denton, and Collin Counties. This is the Rural Scroggins Family Law Podcast Series, featuring news and information in Texas Divorce and Family Law. Today's program asks the question... Has it been your last holiday with your former beloved, and you're saying, now what? Well, we're going to talk about why the holidays might not have gone the way you expected, despite your best efforts. Uh, You may be asking how much do you know about divorce, if it's something you've been thinking about, and what, of course, are your expectations. We'll talk about preparing financial information and preparing records for review by your attorney, We'll talk about deciding preliminary issues of financial support, housing, and child care. And, of course, we'll talk about what to expect in a divorce or family law case and ask one of those questions lawyers always hate to hear. How long will this take? Well, anyways, we're here with board-certified family law attorney Mark Scroggins. He's an aggressive and experienced trial attorney with a sound understanding of the business matters. That also happened in family law and served him well. An accomplished speaker and author, Mr. Scroggins has practiced family law throughout the state of Texas for over 20 years. He has written about family law matters for Texas Lawyer Magazine and numerous other periodicals and has spoken before numerous organizations and clients. General disclaimer, as we get going, this is a general information program. This program is not legal advice. Listening to this program does not create an attorney-client relationship. For more information, please call Real Strogans directly. To speak to an attorney by dialing area code 214 578 0941. All rights to this broadcast are reserved. It's time to say good morning to Mark Struggins. Hey Nick, Merry
0: Christmas, how are you?
1: Merry Christmas, Mark. I am doing well. I am over the uh, I'm, I'm relieved that everything in my world has gone off well without a hitch, and in yours, all things are good?
0: Everything is good. I am uh, still trying to uh, power down a little bit this week. I am meeting with some new clients, and I have to be in court on Friday. But aside from that, I'm going to try to spend some time with family and, uh, you know, enjoy that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And so, well, you should, because it sounds like from our topic today, you might be getting pretty busy pretty soon, which is something that we've talked about over uh, the last few months, how... The holidays. We talked about this in Thanksgiving a little bit. How people see. Well, let's see how Thanksgiving went. Maybe it was touch and go. Then we get to you know Christmas, and um, you know a lot of, for whatever reason, Christmas just such an emotional holiday, and it really pulls out the best of people when they're in their best, and it can pull out the more challenging parts of people in other situations. So. Let's talk about this. What happens when we got ready for, uh, you know, Thanksgiving might have been touch and go, and we're saying, all right, it's Christmas time," and it just didn't go the way you expected.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, I posted a video today uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek saying, tis the season to hire a divorce lawyer, but, uh, you know, it really is. I mean, uh, one of the biggest times that uh, the, the family law business really explodes is right after the new year. And the reason is you, you have people a lot of the time that go through like what you were talking about, go through Thanksgiving and they're thinking, "Gosh, that was a debacle. I'm not, you know, I I, I really don't want to go through that again." But I'm going to give it one more chance through, through Christmas and New Year's, and um, you know, you kind of got to repeat performance, and it can be from any one of a number of issues that you know, um, a lot of people find that they aren't just married to the person, but they are married to the in-laws as well, and mm-hmm. you know, there's even a book about when the in-laws become outlaws. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that kind of stuff, and
0: uh, I mean that can be just atrocious. Uh, but you know, maybe you know, the, with all the holiday parties and everything, if if someone's got a drug or alcohol issue, they really tend to show up at this time of the year. Uh, same thing <laughs> with gambling issues or sex addiction. You know, all these all these lovely things that, as you know, human beings in our society, we uh, you know a lot of the time we're looking for something to. To change the way we feel, and sometimes it, it doesn't come out in a very good way, and and uh, you know our spouse decides that that's it, can't do it anymore. So uh, that's why it just all tends to blow up at this
1: time of the year. Yeah, here's a here's an interesting question. Um, in the way that I look at the Christmas and the holiday season and everything, it seems to me one of those existential uh, parts of where we can have a crisis. You know, we go back to what we knew as a child for Christmas. We, you know, become adults. We have our own children. But it's still, there's something about it that just triggers a very it's a very emotional thing. And, again, I think of it like an existential crisis at times where we're measuring ourselves and looking at where we expected to be in life, where we are. And if things aren't going right, a lot of people say it's time to cut and run and fix this. Um, do you find that other people say that, well, Am I just being – I guess I'm trying to beg the question of the person who says, oh, no, I'm just being emotional because it's the holidays. How do I know I'm really not making a horrible decision here?
0: Well, I mean, I think, you you know, the first thing is you need need to make a determination of, I mean, is this – is there something that has been wrong in your marriage for a long period of time? If there is, have you – tried to do anything to rectify it? Have you attempted to go to counseling? Do you want to go to counseling? Do you even want to try to rectify it? So those are, you know, kind of uh, gateway questions <laughs> that you've got to answer.
1: And then uh, if you
0: answer the, yeah, I've done that and that hadn't worked, you know, then you've got to, then you've got to take a look at, you know, what your circumstances are and what you want and do you feel fulfilled and, um, and what's the best way to, you know, to take care of that issue. And sometimes, oh, well, you know, sometimes the person we married is, is not a good choice. It's just
1: simply well, not. And, and it's coming to terms with your own gut. And if you've, you, you know, we kind of know intuitively what's working and what's not working. And something I always remembered from a psychology class I had in college was that people could have an, a later onset of some dissociative or um, psychological break or personality disorder at any point in life. So I always say that was always my argument for why premarital agreements were good, because you don't know if someone's going to just, you know, it's like a switch flips in their head and they go crazy on you. But unfortunately, it it does happen. So then we talk about divorce and what are our expectations. And I'm going to um, say I love and loathe at the same time uh, the television and movie industry divorces, and family law is something that so many movies and programs have uh, have been, you know, talked about. And one that's on right now and on the uh, on HBO, the HBO series "Divorce," with Sarah and Jessica Parker, and uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Molly Shannon's in it. Really good cast. I don't know if you've seen it, Mark, um, but they go through this couple, and she cheats on him and he's not having it they decided to get divorced and <clears throat> uh towards the towards the end of the first season or as far as I am anyways uh there's things that happen uh in the program such as uh the the wife's attorney freezes the assets of the husband thus killing this big deal on this business opportunity that he wants to do and it's unbeknownst to her. And so, you know, they're talking, you know, the divorcing couple, um, they're trying to co-parent and, and they're, and they're saying, I don't know what my lawyer is doing. And, you know, I don't know this is happening. I, and that's, that's not, that's, I guess there's some misconceptions I guess we see on the big and the small screen. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen
0: at least not here. Uh, if somebody tried to tried to do that, I mean, well, let me, let me rephrase. I would be very, very surprised if something like that would happen, because one of the things that the courts are wary of is, you know, they do not want to um, destroy opportunities that, uh, that the parties have. Um, That just doesn't, you know, that doesn't do anybody any good. So, um, you know, thinking that someone could go in and just freeze you know, freeze accounts. Um, I hate using this term. Willy nilly uh, is right. it, very unlikely. You'd really have to have a situation where um, you've uh, you'd really have to have a situation where um, you've seen someone uh, one spouse really doing inappropriate inappropriate things with the uh, with the party's assets. But if you don't have something like that, uh, it's very unlikely that something like that is, that is going to be done. I mean, you, you typically are going to, you know, you might want to seek a, a blessing from the court on doing something.
1: But, yeah, that's – Well, and the concept also of lawyers just doing whatever they want without the client's approval or signature is absolutely ludicrous. There's no better way to lose your license, get sued. You know? it's, that's not how it works. Right. Yeah,
0: that uh, you know, let, if, uh, <laughs> you know, try doing that. And then, uh, you know, if, first of all, you know, I can't imagine that any any attorney that's worth a damn would, would want to do that. And then, so let's assume then that somebody does. If they do that, uh, boy, that is a fantastic way to get a grievance filed against you or, you know, and even possibly end up getting disbarred. So, doesn't sound like something that's very smart to me, uh, but, hey, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat.
1: So. <clears throat> so, so we should all keep in mind while watching our wonderful programs on TV that what happens on TV may be based on some things in reality, but does not always translate. Remember, it is there for entertainment purposes. Um, so right. as someone's now getting ready to, they say, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm going to. You know, maybe during the holidays it was, you know, great Aunt Ellen finally said, you know what, just leave them. And, you know, everyone else, you know, gives the nod. So it's time to get ready. Um, What should people start this week? You know, I don't know if they've chosen to file yet. Um, Maybe uh, hubby's watching football all week, you know, and reruns and different things. Uh, what, What can someone do to start getting ready? What do they need to know? How do they get their ducks in a row?
0: Well, first, you need to figure out, you know, what the issues are. And just, you know, in, in any family law case, you've got, uh, there can be two pieces. I don't want to say family law case. Let me say, let's just talk about divorce, because that's what's most prominent at this time of the year. In a divorce, you've got two different types, uh, or two different pieces to the puzzle. You've got the kid issues, and you've got the division of the marital estate, okay? so So first question is, do you have issues on both of those sides? And obviously, if you've got kids that are already uh, adults, you know, there are no issues there. Or let's say they're young adults, meaning they are already 18 and they've graduated from from high school. Do you have anything that you've got to fight over there? No, you don't. You can agree on stuff related to, say, the uh, payment of college expenses or or things of that that sort, but there's absolutely nothing that the court can do to order any, uh, you know, any payments and, and things of that sort. So, so you don't have a whole lot to, uh, to fight about there. But if you do have kid issues, you need to determine, you know, are you and your, you and your spouse going to fight about conservatorship or possession and access? Uh, if you are, then boy, you need to, you know, you need to consult an attorney about, okay, here's what the situation is. What do you think is likely to happen? And what kind of evidence do I need to be able to prove this? Um, then you've got basically the same kind of thing on the uh, on the property division side. And you need to, you know, You need to try to get your hands around the financial issues as much as you can. Um, You know, and sometimes that's easier than others. I mean, you know, someone that's been a stay-at-home spouse, I can't tell you how many uh, I've represented that, frankly, don't have any idea what, um, you know, what the financial picture actually looks like. Uh, So, you know, you want to start looking at bank statements and credit card statements and, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, the mortgage information on the house and the title information on the cars and if there are notes on the cars and if you've got investment accounts. So, you want to try to get your hands on that stuff so you know what the picture looks like and just just what you have and where. You want to know what your, what your monthly cash flow is. Now, the good thing is that is all, you know, in a perfect world, we would know all of that, right? Right. Um, Sometimes you just don't, and there isn't any way to get a hold of it without doing something illegal or um, alerting your spouse to exactly what's going on. And a lot of the times you don't want to do that. So the good news is that you can get all of that information uh, through the discovery process.
1: But, you know,
0: what? you want to try to get it uh, initially if you can. It makes things easier. It definitely does not make them impossible if you can't. Um, but you also don't want to do anything stupid like, getting into your spouse's email and, and things like that. There are all kinds of lovely new laws out there that can really put your butt in the swing if you start doing stuff like that. And all of a sudden you go from wearing the white hat to the black hat, and things just aren't going to work out in your favor doing that kind of stuff.
1: Mm, yes, uh, social media are really quick. Um, should the first thing that you should do would be to – I mean, I know, I know that you would, you know, be so nice that we all check in at our divorce lawyers. I have these wonderful divorce attorneys. I really appreciate their help. Check in. Tell everyone. Start your campaign. Big media push. Yeah, your name, Marks. <laughs> I'd say no.
0: I would say no, but amazing. Uh, it, it's, God, it is amazing to me. I used to say this about email and text, and you still see it in email and text where I tell people don't press send, you know, because most of the time that – you want to respond to something, you kind of do something in a knee jerk and you say something that isn't going to look so good and it it can come out the wrong way and you're going to see it again. Now, the thing that is amazing to me is as loose as people will be with things that they put in an email or in, um, you know, in a text, they're just even more so uh, as it relates to, uh, as it relates to social media. I mean, People post stuff on Twitter and on Facebook, um, Instagram, that it's just, it's freaking amazing. I mean, just no thought process. It's like people revert back from all the years of experience and learning that they have had to become idiot preteens. You know, I mean, just. Absolutely. It's really
1: true. It's really true. It's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, what a friend of mine said when Facebook just first came out, she called it Divorce Book. And there yes. really is a sense of people finding each other who you used to date in high school and, oh, you know, you only live, you know, an hour away from me. Uh, things that should have been left in the past don't stay in the past anymore. And all these things can come up. And, you know, whether it's f- pictures that we're in, um, you know, Who's tagged with who, uh other people involved can be, you know, your 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 person who lives, you know, three doors down, who no one knows, you know, from uh, you know, from Adam or Eve, may now all of a sudden be brought into this whole thing because they're the person who you're using to go spy on your uh, seem to be ex and uh there's investigators. let's talk about investigators. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, investigators are something that uh, that I still use on occasion. Uh, you know, I don't think they're used as, as much as they used to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as, as much as I used to in my practice uh, before the advent of all the social media. But now, I mean, you know, uh, because of social media and the stupidity of a lot of people, you don't need it um, because the people just – You know whether they whether they want to or not. They they basically created a bunch of admissions with with stuff they posted, but there definitely are times that you want to use um, investigators. Um, I will use them uh, sometimes in town, and most of the time it's connected to most of the time it's connected to infidelity. Um, And there's sometimes that you're going to use it. You know, uh, in town, I find that uh, there are lots of times that you are going to use it when. If somebody's traveling a lot on business, and uh, you know you've got questions because old Jim Bob is posting pictures from the you know the the firm party that was in New York that he didn't take his spouse to, and you know it, it, someone's a little too close to Jim Bob in that picture that you know raises the hackles and makes you go hmm, something about that doesn't look right, and boy he sure is spending a lot of time in New York. You know I'm mm-hmm. gonna hire somebody. And so, uh, so, you know, it, it gets used in, in that time. I mean, and people get awfully cavalier. I mean, you know, the swearing to tell the truth and nothing but the truth in court, uh, especially as an officer of the court means something to me, but uh, it's amazing uh, how, how often people will lie. And I mean, you can go back to, you know, seeing some of our public figures, Um, At the highest levels of government That have lied during uh, Legal investigations You know that come from both sides of the aisle Both parties and and all that And so I think that uh, a lot of people Have kind of gotten the idea well if he or she can lie Then I can lie too and you know It doesn't become true until you catch me
1: Um, Well and and it doesn't until You get one you know the American You look at that you know a public official can do Something and the American public may be a lot More forgiving than one of our Seated judges Well, that's right.
0: That's right. Uh, You know, there are certain judges that uh, are well known for, uh, you know, if they catch someone in a lie, boy, they will fry. Uh, And then there are others that kind of look at it, you know, they've become jaded with the system and are like, yeah, everybody does. Um, And it, it, you know, it changes from judge to judge and county from county. Uh, You know, there, there are certain counties that I would say are uh, much less concerned with that than others, and uh, that 's problematic in my opinion but I will get off my soapbox let 's just say there you know you, there are times that you need to use those uh use those investigators to go find that stuff out and uh you know and having the goods so to speak uh can go a long way in facilitating a a settlement without the necessity of going to trial so it can be it can be really a good use of funds. Uh, depending on if you've got the funds because it you know you know attorneys are you know good attorneys are are very expensive good investigators are expensive too so it
1: yeah. you know you got
0: to play within what your what your budget is
1: you know so that what, that's another
0: factor comes into comes into.
1: Very, you know very true you uh, talk about settlement versus going to trial and <clears throat> I'll never forget the the person uh, I I, I don't know. This woman must have been raising funds from I don't know where, but she was. She did not want husband to have the boat, and she would spend five times the value of the boat to make sure he didn't have the boat. And it was all – it was punitive. It was punishment. The judge allowed her to do it. She chose to pay for it. No kids involved. Things can be go from from you know, from let 's all sit around at, a, at the four way table and settle these things, or it can get very protracted and very difficult so um, let 's just tell people what they can expect as far as deciding some of the preliminary issues of financial support, housing and childcare, and all this, what we can do in the settlement, and then uh, if it doesn't, you know if we can 't settle these things, what do we do at the temporary Uh, temporary orders hearing what can people expect in those initial uh court appearances sure
0: i mean the first the first step in in my opinion is always uh you know you want to you want to look and see first you need to make a determination of what do you need right now okay so do you need to stay in the house because you've got the kids and you don't want to move the kids away from their uh, where from where they're going to school and so you need child support to assist in that and do you additionally need some temporary spousal support to make the you know make the mortgage payments and, and stuff like that so you need to determine what you need in that regard you also need to determine are you going to fight about uh, conservatorship and possession and access of the kids if you're not I mean then that's a huge step going forward child support is pretty easy to figure out I mean you know in Texas they've got what is called referred to as guideline support that is based on your net income. And it's, um, it goes up to a net of 8,550 a month. And then there's a formula based on the number of kids that you have as to what you're going to pay. So, you know, if you've got one kid, it's 20, two is 25, three is 30, you know, et cetera. And if you've got other kids from another marriage that, uh, you know, figure in, then it, it changes those percentages a little. Um, so that's pretty easy. But then the other issue becomes one of spousal support. So say you've got someone that's basically going to stay at home, and they don't, uh, you know, they don't uh, have any income. So, you know, the child support alone isn't going to take care of uh, all, the, all the expenses during the time of uh, or during dependency of the divorce. So there's going to be a necessity of uh, some spousal maintenance. Now, what's going to determine that? Basically what the payments are going to be on the assets. I mean, that's primarily what it's going to be uh, during that time, and uh, it can be done a number of different ways. It can be done in a payment that's going to be made to you so that you can then make the payments, or, you know, your spouse that's a breadwinner is going to be the one who's going to be ordered to make those payments, and then you can have variations of that. Maybe you both, uh, you know, maybe you make similar income, so maybe there's not anything in spousal maintenance. Maybe Um, you know, maybe y'all agree that y'all can live in the house together and, you know, God bless you if you can, but I think that is almost always a mistake because, uh, you know, you're just asking for something to go awry. Um, so the first step is, you know, see if you can reach an agreement on the temporary orders and if you can, fantastic, then you can move on to the bigger picture of what are we going to do, um, you know, what are we going to do down the road as it relates to the kid issues and the division of the marital estate, you can focus on that. and That's fantastic. Uh, if you can't, then you need to get geared up to have a, to have a temporary order hearing. And what you're going to need is, is let's just assume that you've got issues on both sides there with the kid issues and the, uh, the marital estate issues. So you've got to get information that is going to establish, um, you know, why you should be either sole managing conservator or why you should be the managing conservator that gets to establish the primary domicile with the kids. You know, so you need to garner that evidence, and then you need to also get the evidence together of the finances to determine what, the, uh, you know, what child support is going to need to be paid and, and what, uh, what the child support is. Is, it, is this a guideline child support case, or you know, are there other issues that come into play that would make it an above-guidelines child support case? Like You've got uh, you know, a child that's got uh, emotional or developmental disabilities. Something that is going to preclude uh, the spouse that is that has been staying home from really re-entering the workforce because they've got to you know take care of that that child or you know there there are other issues and there are a whole litany of different things that can play into that that you know are better spent in a in a sit-down meeting, um, but those are the basically the determinations that need to be made from the outset of hey can we. Can we settle it? And I am always of the opinion that if you can reach a resolution that's reasonable at the temporary orders, you ought to do it. Because otherwise, you're doing stuff, uh, a whole lot of work in a very short period of time. And depending on the county you're in, you know, you're not going to have adequate time to put on all the evidence that you want to put on. And so you can get kind of a jacked up ruling by the court. I mean, Collin County is well known for this with the 20-minute per side rule. Now, I love being in Collin County, but damn it, that pisses me off. You know, because there are times that that's not appropriate, and most judges just will not deviate much from that. And, you know, I understand, you know, the the issue of judicial economy and, you know, needing to preserve that. But, you know, the legislature ought to also give them about four more benches up there. Um, you know, and Denton does some of it, too, too and, but to a lesser extent, And you know, and then you've got all kinds of issues with Dallas and Tarrant as well. So nobody's perfect, but right, right. You know, right. You you know do it's,
1: don't like this court. Go to that court today. You know, but <clears throat> right. you know, yeah. So uh, you know, co- then looking back and saying, okay, what if in this, in the temporary orders hearing and preparing for this, we have a mm-hmm. we have a whole, we have a game plan. It's working, Uh, but all of a sudden it's not working. Things can change. So, right. you know, these. how long are, are we expected to go on with these uh, temporary, almost, almost like probationary life? You know, uh, when can it be? How long does all this take? Um, and when when can we, you know, because remember Aunt Ellen who said, go ahead and get divorced. She wants to bake you a big cake when it's all done. So when can she start <laughs> baking her cake?
0: Well, and all of that depends on how much of a fight there is. I mean, you know, I've had – the quickest that a divorce can get done is, you know, 61 days after filing. okay? Um, I can count on one hand the number of cases I've handled that, that has happened, but then again, mm-hmm. I typically don't get, uh, you know, I don't get hired on the Kumbaya cases. I typically get hired on the, you know, the, the cases where people are going to fight about stuff. So a typical divorce case that where people are fighting about a bunch of stuff is going to run about a year. Um, it might be nine months. It might be a year and a half, but it's going to be somewhere between – in that span of time, generally. Okay. Sometimes quicker, sometimes longer, but it depends on what the issues are, too. I mean, um, so it, it really can run the gamut. I mean, if you've got, uh, just to give you an example, the typical family that, you know, their big assets are they've got a house, two cars, and two 401ks. All right. There's not a whole hell of a lot to fight over that. Um, you know, you need to determine if any part of the 401ks are separate property of either party. So if there's a reimbursement claim or just making sure that the, the division of those 401ks is only related to uh, the community estate or if, uh, and I really should said reimbursement related to a house. If uh, Let's say, you know, I'm married and I buy a house and my dad gave me $200,000 to put down on the house. Well, I want to make sure that I am getting a reimbursement for those separate funds because it was a gift to me, right? So that's pretty simple. You know, those aren't too hard. But let's say you've got a 30-year marriage and people have been incredibly successful and you've got uh, fam- both both sides have family money and they've started multiple business. They've been serial entrepreneurs uh, and then they've taken – you know, so you've got investments from both sides, and then money that they've made, they started other things, and they've, they've got money into, you know, commercial real estate development, and they've got oil and gas interests. And let's say somebody was a techie, and they've got, uh, uh, you know, patents uh, <laughs> and, and things like that. The discovery that has to be done in those types of cases is huge. I mean, it's It's crazy. How big that can go, and that's something where a divorce case can go on for years, you know. So, so it's all over the place, man. It, it is all very fact specific, very fact
1: specific. Absolutely, And are. and and you know, here's another thing that people seem to worry about is you now. Of course, this is when kids are involved. Um, you know, there's an ongoing uh, focus uh, on things. And we can come into a lot of post decree issues with modification of support or maintenance if ordered, uh visitation, what's gonna go on with the kids, especially as, you know, the the sweet little ones start growing into the teen years, there can be more excitement and uh fireworks. Um we sometimes hear about the the torture that some people describe of their case that, you know, is long and done and over into their divorce judgment, but post-degree, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. Any final tips on getting things right the first time?
0: Well, I mean, in that regard, the smartest thing you can do is, you know, hire hire a really good lawyer. Um, You know, people want to skimp on, uh, you know, people want to skimp on what they, you know, the lawyers they're going to hire because they're expensive. And you know, you hire a really good board-certified family lawyer who's a trial lawyer. You know, and um, you're going to get what you pay for in that regard. Uh, you know, the the messes that have to be cleaned up are are significantly less, whether it is in the middle of a case or after a case, if you hire a good lawyer. And there, you know, there's some things that just can't be anticipated. Sometimes, you know, a fantastic order just doesn't you know, it's got to be modified because the the change in circumstances, you know, but there are plenty of times, I can't tell you how many cases I've come in on the middle or, you know, I'm doing the modification and things just weren't addressed or, or the order that's drafted is just freaking atrocious, you know, so that they don't really have the ability to enforce provisions. And so it becomes unworkable and the other side continues to, to push. So if I was to give one piece of advice, I would say, you know, research who you want to hire and hire a good lawyer. It's just like, you know, how many Yugo's do you still see
1: on the road? <laughs> you know, I drove one not of those. A,
0: yeah, <laughs> not not mean, mine. You know, it wasn't mine. Yeah, well, the old joke, you know, how That's does funny. a Yugo warmer warm the car? They're pushing it, you know? <laughs> so, right. Uh, warm their hands. I mean, so you want to hire a good You want to hire a good lawyer, you know, don't drive a Yugo, hire a good lawyer and (laughs) and understand that it's, you know, it's expensive. Now, having said that, you know, if somebody's got the, you know, the parties have a, uh, you know, basically have everything agreed, do they need to hire, you know, the most expensive lawyer out there? No, what they should do, they should consult with that lawyer and they should find out, hey, can you watch over this or do you have any, do you have any good uh, associates that you can put on this case? and uh uh and where you can you know oversee everything and make sure everything's done well and the answer to that is yeah absolutely i do and you can save you know hundreds of dollars an hour by doing it that way but then you've got the best of both worlds you've got a lower priced attorney who's being supervised by someone who's you know incredibly strong in the practice and so you get the best of both worlds and you know and if something goes south you know uh you've got the ability to to turn on a dime and go down that litigation path that you've got to without having to go, uh-oh, uh, now I'm in a fix, and now I've got to go hire somebody.
1: <clears throat> exactly. One final consideration that I was thinking about was that nothing, what re- well, what really pairs well with a good divorce is a, a good mental health person. And I want to suggest that, Everyone, and this would be my this would be my advice and my personal thoughts. Everyone going through this might want to just make an appointment with someone just to talk about things, because the world online and Facebook, all your friends out there, they're not trained mental health experts. They may have an axe to grind, uh, you know, a horse in the game. Um, people really seem to thrive on issues of secondary gain and. Um, they're all sorts of, I mean, people can be particularly difficult when it comes to high stress situations that involve life and serious things. So I just think a good mental health person for the parents and for the kids just to talk about things to someone who's neutral. Yeah, I think
0: that's a fantastic idea. I, you know, I recommend that all the time and, you know, it goes back to what, what we talked about before, man, you know, divorce is hard, you know, divorce is hard. And, uh, You know, no matter how amicable it is, you know, there are generally going to be some unresolved issues there that, uh, you know, you need to work through. And uh, so, you know, making use of a good psychologist or licensed professional counselor or social worker or something like that, you know, is an excellent use of funds to help you get past it and move on and live a, a happy and healthy life going forward
1: absolutely and um and and look positively towards the future take some time yeah i i saw something uh yesterday in fact a good friend of mine who had problems with her uh ex-husband and he withheld the visitation she didn't see the boys for a long time then one of them came around and it was a couple years ago that things were really bad and uh they went in and were having a and on the post-decree, they went back to the judge, things were working, they had a voluntary visitation schedule, it wasn't working out, and it was just a bad, bad time for so long, and last night I saw a picture with my friend and both of her boys, her sister was there with her kids, their mother got to take a picture of it, you know, the, thing, the dust eventually does and can settle, and a lot of these things in life are temporary, right? Yeah,
0: that's absolutely right, I mean, you know, one of the things that the two things that I will always tell my clients, uh, aside from the don't press send, is uh, you know time is the great healer, and there is no way around it but through it. And uh, I wish there was a different way, but that is, you know, when emotions run high and the acrimony is high, it takes time for everything to settle down, and um, you know, and then once people you know get healthier and start to move on. It's amazing, uh, you know, how how well things can go. I mean, you know, I got divorced from my first wife in 2003. We've got a beautiful, beautiful daughter that just finished her first semester at the University of Texas, you know, and and we do a phenomenal job co-parenting. Now, three months after we got divorced, even as amicable as the divorce was, that was not the case, you know, but it's been like that for a long time and it can not be for a lot of people
1: absolutely mark i 've enjoyed this we 're going to have so many uh, exciting new topics coming up uh, in two thousand and seventeen uh, as you know we move out of an election year into an action year that's i 'm coining that I should out of the election year into an action year and you know, so many people don 't do anything during an election year because everyone 's upset now the dust has settled it 's time to get out there, get to work, get things done, spring cleaning all around how can people get a hold of you to find out what, they, what more they need to do and if they have particularly interesting uh, issues preventing them, presenting to them in uh, their family law case, how do they get a hold of you and uh, go on to next steps?
0: Sure. You can always uh, get me at the office at 214-578-0941. You can email me at mark at rulescroggins.com. Um, and, you know, just also for good information, go to our website, rulescroggins.com. You know, that all of these blogs are up there. Um, and, uh, and additionally, you know, a lot of the videos that we've done are up there, or you can look me up on, on YouTube or Vimeo, and you can get a lot of information that way, or, uh, you know, send a letter asking to uh, get into the newsletter, to get more information. I mean, there's, we've got a lot of really good information out there that people can get a hold of that can help them in figuring these uh, these first steps
1: out. Absolutely, because uh, a client who is uh, involved in the learning process and the more educated they are, the better they can work with their lawyer and everything as well. Mark, I want to thank you for your time again this morning. <clears throat> as uh, allergy season, uh, most of us are moving out of allergies. Uh, that's a nice thing. Hopefully we, <laughs> uh, hopefully our weather cooperates with us a little bit. Absolutely. The, yes. It's been uh, it's been warm, but uh, a lot of us got hit with allergies. But now everyone's feeling better. Christmas is over. It's time to push forward. So I wish everyone a, a nice and calm and comforting week. A happy new year, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Sounds good, my friend. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye now.